This is Maria Starr, one half of Memphis's Power Couple, reminding you to tune in every Saturday at 12.05 live on Cerrito Live. It is the only place for weekly wrestling talk on Memphis Radio. My man Dustin Five Star joins Kevin Cerrito every Saturday for the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Guarantee you never miss a show by listening on demand at CerritoLive.com and subscribing for free on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Listen every Saturday at 12.05 Live or you're going to Slap City. It's time for Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Live from the legendary Sports 56 studios at Flynn Broadcasting in Memphis, here's your host, Kevin Cerrito. We are live from Hyattas, Mount Moriah. This is not an April Fool's joke. We are back after a couple weeks off uh, live here at Flynn Broadcasting. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Kevin Cerrito. As always, joined alongside on the other side of the glass, CJ Hurd. And we got an action-packed edition of the program here with you as we do every Saturday from 11 to 1 here on Sports 56 and 877. FM. It is WrestleMania Eve, and in the second hour at 12.05 Live, during the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour, we will preview WrestleMania and talk about the latest rumors. Dustin Five Star will join us live from Orlando, the site of WrestleMania 33 tomorrow. We'll also be joined by Andrew Goldstein, a former creative team member for WWE. He'll help us go through the card. And former Grizzly Championship Wrestling uh I guess world champion or champion, heavyweight champion. Anyway, former Grizzlies heavyweight champion Derek King will be in studio with us to help us preview that. So we got a big wrestling hour a little bit later on. Greg Akers will be stopping in to tell us why Nashville sucks. Uh, We will talk about Mississippi women's basketball. Of course we're talking about Mississippi State women's basketball. Of course we are. We thought, you know, a couple days ago, for sure, that's what we'd be talking about. But that is the biggest story in sports right now. And our Mississippi State expert, Marcus Hunter, will join us a little bit later on this hour. But for the first time since February, we're going to talk Grizzlies with Kevin Leip from the Memphis Flyer. But first, but first... Got to tell you about Smoothie King. Shout out to our friends over at Smoothie King. We've got an array of smoothies here in studio uh, today from Smoothie King. CJ, tell the folks about these smoothies we just got from Smoothie King. Well, these are the Slimmer and Trimmer. New Slim and Trim meal replacement smoothies. Fewer calories, more protein, and more fiber. You got the strawberry. That's the one with the strawberries, the protein blend. The lean one, vanilla. I love the gladiator vanilla. Personally, the stevia based sweetener and the fiber blend. You got the chocolate, which is bananas, non fat milk, protein blend, gladiator chocolate, which is also delicious. Lean one stevia based sweetener, fiber blend, and 100% cocoa. And then you got the vanilla, the good old traditional vanilla. Always old faithful, I like to call it. That's the one with the bananas, the protein blend, lean one vanilla, gladiator vanilla, stevia based sweetener, fiber blend, vanilla flavor with other. Natural flavors. But you have a nickname for a smoothie that just came out? Yes, I do. Wow, that's pretty good. The Slimmer and Trimmer Smoothie. So shout out to Smoothie King uh, locations all over the Mid-South, including inside the Wolf Chase Galleria in Carville and in Germantown. Did you know they got a sidewalk sale going on this weekend, CJ? 
how do you have a sidewalk sell as a smoothie place? I don't understand that. I know. It's great deals. Well, every Friday you can get $5 medium smoothies and six, uh, $6 premium a medium smoothies. That's every Friday. But this weekend, again, not a joke here as we go through April uh, Fool's weekend. Uh, throughout the entire weekend, uh, it's WrestleMania weekend, Final Four weekend, uh, you can get your smoothies for $5, a $5 medium or $6 premium medium. Uh, that's the regular deal on Fridays, but it's happening all weekend long this weekend. And they also have a deal where you can get, uh, this is special just for this weekend only. This is the sidewalk sale, 20% off all retail. Nice. So that's going on at your Smoothie King. So shout out to Smoothie King. Be good to yourself. Okay. Uh, every week in the 11 o'clock hour, we talk to Kevin Leip. He writes about the Grizzlies for the Memphis Flyer. We call this time Kevin Sanity. Let's get to it. Sanity. All right, this portion of Cerrito Live is being brought to you by Blue Restaurant and Lounge, located across the street from FedEx Forum. Blue is your pre- and post-game destination for any and every event at the Grindhouse. Mr. Leip, how are you this morning? I am good. I am I am on my front porch in the beautiful Valentine Evergreen National Historic District. <laughs> it's been a while, man. It has been a long time. Uh, since February, since we've been able to do this, we've been preempted um, a, a few times for March Madness and for Division Two basketball, also. Yeah, for all, t- all I mean, there's all t- all, t- all types of uh, <laughs> a great action here on 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 Sports Fifty Six. But so, if, yeah, for those who listen just to this segment of the show to get their Grizzlies news, what have they missed? <laughs> well, uh, they missed a big losing streak. A big winning streak. Uh, <laughs> they missed Marcus All getting hurt. Yeah, that's not good. Um, not very bad. They missed uh, Chandler Parsons getting shut down for the year. Um, they missed uh, basically everything. Yeah, lots, lots of stuff. Those are little things that have happened. We'll, we're going to run through some of those things. But right now, the big news at this very moment is what happened last <laughs> night because the Grizzlies clinched their seventh playoff appearance in a row. It's uh, it's unimaginable. I, I said this on Twitter last night, but you know, you think back to the dark days of 2008, 2009. Uh, you're out there watching Darko and Casey Jacobson and uh, OJ Mayo scoring 30 points, and just thinking this team is never ever going to be good. Um, so to be kind of on the other side of it, it's, it's pretty crazy to, to look back at you know how bad it was um, b- before this run, and you know, I think even going into those 2011 playoffs, you you didn't think they were. It was kind of iffy that they made the playoffs. You certainly didn't expect them to beat the Spurs that year. Um, but it didn't feel like the start of this kind of a run, right? This is like a Hawks or a Spurs linked run. Those are the only other, only two teams that have been in a longer playoff run. Um, and this certainly didn't look like the team that was going to do that. But but they have. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. So last night the Grizzlies beat the Dallas Mavericks ninety nine to ninety. The Mavericks one of those other teams that you know perennial playoff favorites over the years, and it's one of those teams that not necessarily they 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 never really look like the team that's going to win the NBA championship, but they did one year uh, in the yeah. middle of all of their playoff appearances. Uh, but with the Grizz beating the Mavs last night and the Nuggets uh, loss at Charlotte, uh, lock the postseason playoff appearance for the Grizzlies. So that's eight. Uh, in a row if they make it next year? Do you think eight in a row is a possibility? I think it's possible, certainly. Uh, I think I think next year is going to be a weird year, weirder than this one. So um, we'll see. 
So right now, if the playoffs started today, the Grizzlies are in seventh place in the West, very appropriate for their seventh year in a row in the playoffs, would have to play the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, very exciting. Not a matchup we've ever seen before. <laughs> uh, you know, I was talking to some folks from the organization last night about what that what the Spurs in the first round would mean in terms of ticket sales and just kind of fan attitude and stuff. And they, uh, you know, I think they they'd rather be the six than playing somebody else for sure. Um, just because you know we've seen Grizzly Spurs a lot. Um, it's only worked out one time. So I, I think it's going to be it's interesting. It's a good matchup this year, though. It's better than better certainly than it was the last time. Oh, absolutely! I mean, for a while it was a consensus, you know, in this this town, right? Like that one, you know, you do not want to play the Spurs. But this year has become like a debate, like whether you want your ponchos yeah. cheese dip cold or warm. Like there are people on each warm. side right now. Yeah, I'm on on team warm too. But yeah. <laughs> but so on the Spurs, you would are you okay with the Spurs? Which side of this are you on? You're like, hey, I want to play the Spurs, or I don't want to play the Spurs. I don't want to play the Spurs, but I think they're. I think I would rather play the Spurs and kind of know what you're going to get than play a team like Houston. Um, three point defense is a big problem for the Grizzlies, and kind of always has been. And Houston, you know that there's so much variance in three point shots. They could hit seventy of them on you in a playoff game, or they could, you know, you can physics, you can be very physical with Houston and take them out of their game. Um, but that's not a reliable game plan against them because they could still hit 35 three-pointers, uh, and then what are you going to do? Uh, I would much rather play the Spurs just because they're familiar and also because, you know, uh, once you get past Dwayne Dedman, who's been very surprisingly good for them, um, you know, their their interior is a little bit weaker this year. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is obviously able to score, but, you know, I think, I think Marcus Hall goes a long way towards uh, stopping him to some extent, and then once you get into the bench bigs, um, Pau Gasol is very skilled on offense. Pau Gasol and Dave Lee are not going to stop Zach Randolph in that bench uh, front court. So you know, there Tony Parker is definitely aging out of his uh, his prime. There, there are reasons that the Spurs matchup this year is a little bit better than it has been in the past. I, I obviously, given the history between the two teams, I don't want to play the Spurs, but um, I think it's I think it's just a little bit safer, a little bit easier to plan for, a little bit easier to. Uh, wrap your head around maybe than than the Rockets, right? The Rockets would be exciting because it'd be the first time ever matchup in the playoffs uh, with them. So uh, I, I would love for the Grizzlies to stop playing teams in their division in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, that would be <laughs> you know? fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but here's uh, this was interesting because I've been reading your stuff, uh, even though you haven't been on on the show. And I, this quote I stumbled upon the other day, and I, I like saved. It. I was like, I gotta ask him about this because you. This is your quote. It says, "Quote: Still believe this is a team that can make the conference finals this year if they catch the right breaks and the right matchups." Now you wrote yeah. this like during the losing streak, I believe. I did, yeah. Um, I still think it's true. You know, I think so much of that losing streak was about motivation from Mark Gasol and focus. Um, and this is a team that's never lacked focus in the playoffs. Uh, and we've seen this year when they're good, they can beat anybody. Um, you know, I think if they play their best basketball, they're able to take advantage of some of these matchups against the Spurs. Uh, if they can win one game in San Antonio, uh, you know, that, that becomes a series. So, um, you know, I think they have to take advantage of the Spurs and, and, and beat them, which is tough. But then once they do that, um, coming out of the 2-7, that probably puts them against the Rockets and not the um, not the Thunder, but you know I think then you you roll your dice with Houston and and you play very physically, and you 
you know, where they're at right now in the seating, they're either going to play the Spurs and then the Rockets or the Rockets and then the Spurs. So, um, you know, might as well get the, get the tougher one out of the way first and then kind of go into the unknown against the Rockets. Uh, if you can play physically against the Rockets, take them out of their game. If Tony Allen can, can mess up James Harden, uh, kind of go out in a blaze of glory, really. Um, I, I think they could beat the Rockets. I, I certainly, I've said that the Spurs is probably the better matchup, but that doesn't mean I don't think they can beat the Rockets. I think it's hard to beat the Rockets, but, you know, the path is there. And all it takes is one turned ankle on the Rockets, and, uh, you know, uh, that could be an even easier matchup. So they they certainly would have to catch the breaks, and, and there's never a guarantee that they're going to catch the breaks. And honestly, the last two, three, four years, they haven't. Um, but it's possible. It's there. The team, the team is good enough where if things break right, it could still happen. So, um, yeah, totally. Yeah, and about, that's without the guy that was supposed to be the third best player on the team, right? Right. Um, without Parsons, they, they've had to fall back on the core four, and the core four is older. They're not able to carry the team as consistently. So, you know, I think that'd be, that, that would be a real accomplishment for them to even uh, <laughs> to, to be in that position kind of says something about these guys for sure. Well, I mean, the, Grizz- the Grizzlies are without Marc Gasol, and they're winning two right now, two in a row, uh, with with Gasol being out, and they've turned their turned their luck around. Um, the, are the Grizzlies better without Marc Gasol? <laughs> I love asking this question. <laughs> uh, only when Mike Conley scores 30-something points, you know. Yeah, like 28 last night. Mike Conley's been on fire. And uh, Grizzlies, two in a row now, so they're just one hundred and nine away from tying the UConn women's basketball team. Uh, that seems totally doable. So keep that in mind. Um, <laughs> the, uh, all right, so we're going to run through some some topics here that we, we have missed in, in your time away. Just to get your, your quick thoughts. So Mark's foot injury, or should we be concerned? What do you think about that? I mean, the Grizzlies are winning without him. I'm not concerned him, about it. I, I'm only going to be concerned if he doesn't play at all before the playoffs. Honestly, I think it's just an issue where he's hurt. It's not uh, everything I can gather. It's not very serious. They're just kind of. They're babying it, keeping him out probably a little longer uh, than they need to just because the playoffs are right around the corner and no need to go out there and force it. Um, I'm not worried about it yet. During your time off, uh, Coach Fizz kind of got some of the, the most criticism he's gotten since he's, he's become head coach because he was messing with the, the lineups. Um, is, is, is he done with that? Do we know where are we standing? What is going to be the starting lineup in the playoffs? Well, I think the starting lineup, he said a lot last night about how he, he really – Still feels like Zach Randolph is, is at his best off the bench. That everything he said last night leads me to believe that you know we're going to see kind of his traditional non-Parsons starting lineup. It's going to be Conley. It's going to be Ta. Uh, probably Ennis at the three. Maybe Vince. Uh, Vince has been really good as a starter too. Uh, I totally expect Michael Michael Green to be to be back in the starting lineup once he's back because he's been awesome. And and Gasol. I, I don't think there's going to be any surprises in the playoffs. Uh, what he does between now and then. With Jamichael out, with Mark out, I think he's going to experiment. You know, we saw Wade Baldwin play 15 minutes last night because Harrison was out. So I think between now and the playoffs, he's going to kind of throw some of those young guys out there and see what he can do to them in the playoffs and what what use they're going to be. Um, but I don't, I don't expect any of that to kind of carry over to the playoffs. As the reason is this week, the Grizzlies were on a four-game losing streak. Uh, that didn't uh, concern you at all, and how how that was handled, I guess. I mean, they bounced back. Now, I mean, this is the NBA; it's the ups and downs, right? The peaks and the valleys. They four-game losing streaks. Now it's a two-game win streak, and they seem to be focused and back at it again. Yeah, well, that's kind of what I wrote about um, 
in the in the recap of the road trip that I accidentally buried with a three thousand word article about capitalism. Um, <laughs> the uh, uh, that four game losing streak and what they looked like on that streak and 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 the body language on that streak. They've 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 done this every year, right? This is not this is not a new thing. How many how many times have I been on this show saying? And they're really just falling apart. They don't look focused right now. They're playing 500 basketball. They do it every year, literally every year. So, you know, it's not that it's not concerning or not bad. It's just mm-hmm. it's expected. It's what they do. You know, they they especially when it's the core four uh, carrying things. The way that they play and the way they have to play it takes so much effort to play defense like that and score inside like that. That it's just too much effort for them to, to be able to win 60 games, right? That's, that's, that's why they haven't done it. They've never won 60 games because it's just physically impossible for them to, to expend that much effort, right, uh, and, and still have anything left for the playoffs. So I, it's not that it's not a bad thing or that it's not concerning. It's just it is what it is, right? This is historically, this is what they do every year. So it, it wasn't so much that it didn't concern me as it just didn't surprise me. It's, it's, it's who they are. It's we just, don't we right. don't want to admit that because of the whole you know grit and grind. They play hard every night. They <laughs> don't actually play hard every night, right? They play five minutes of a game sometimes and decide, oh, we're not going to win this one, and then they get blown out. They've it's, always done that, so it's going to happen every it, and it does happen every year. Sometimes it just d- depends when in the year it's going to happen. Is like the yeah the the surprise of it, and uh, you know Hubie always said right like there's there's five games a year that you should win that you're just not going to have it and you're going to lose. And there's five games a year that you have no business winning that you're going to win, right? Uh, but for the Grizzlies, it seems like those numbers are, are a lot higher, right? There seems like there's about 15, 20 games that they shouldn't win that they do. And there's about 15, 20 games that they shouldn't lose that they just blow it. Right. And when you and this one, it, it's more glaring and more noticeable because it was done on a road trip. And so you look at the, in the road trip scenarios, you know how it works. Like you look, they're going to be on the road for the next four games, where they should come back with at least one win and against one of these teams. And they should, if they want to really be in good position, come back with two. They could be like two and two. So when you when you go into the road trip and can't win anything, it's a little bit more obvious of a of a bad stretch. Yeah. And, you know, the that Pelicans game, I'm willing to talk up to, you know, getting off to a bad start and then DeMarcus. Yeah, if the top 10 player in the league is going to roast you, there's not really anything you can do about it. Um, right. Especially a top 10 scorer. Like, like he's going to score 40 points like that. So he's there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, we were just, I was just concerning one. Go ahead. I was just talking to our friends, friends from Smoothie King that was just in here, and they they went to that game because it was at Smoothie King Center, right? All decked yeah. out in the Grizz attire, and then like first quarter, everything was all right, but then it was like it's not a fun time to be a Grizz fan in New Orleans. No, no, that was not. And you know that Spurs yeah, this of all the games, the Spurs one was the concerning one. Um, looking back on it now, maybe Marcus was already hurt and he was taking it taking it easy, but he was clearly not involved in that game, not into it. So. All right, I think there's some birds fighting in my in my front yard. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, it was kind of breaking up a minute. I, but <laughs> a little springtime bird battle happening. All right, let's yeah. jump through a couple more topics real fast before we get into what's trending. We're talking with Kevin Light from the Mills Flyer. He joined us every week at 11 when we're on. Uh, Chandler Parsons is, of course, done for the year. That news happened uh, since the last time we were on. Put a bow on Chandler Parsons' uh, first year with the Grizz. <laughs> A bow? <laughs> yeah, put a bow on. It was a great gift to everyone. Gave us stuff to talk about. Gave everybody a common enemy, and I got to talk about Cancun. Yeah, well, I think I'm. I'm in for it. It was, it was 
first-year contract. Um, it's totally possible that he could get healthy again and come back next year and be fine, right? Uh, it's possible that he could be on the Vince Carter track and not be fine for two years, right? Um, no matter what happens in the next, no matter what happens in the next three years, this year was not good. Um, they needed him to be better than they've been in the past. Uh, you know, better than that seven seed with a puncher's chance. Um, and he couldn't be that, and so that's where they are again. Um, just kind of stuck doing the same thing over and over and over again. So, you know, the problem is now if he's going to take forever to get right in another year or two, the salary cap projections are coming down, right? The cap next year is probably going to be around $100 million instead of 110, 115. So with the salary cap coming down, you've got a guy like that taking up a, literally a quarter of your salary, and he can't play. So uh, it's going to be problematic, especially as they look to – bring back to Michael Green. They've got to make decisions about Zach Randolph and Tony Allen this summer. Uh, it's going to get interesting because he's taking a lot of money for them, and he's not any good. He can't play. So, uh, his rehab and his recovery process is going to be basically the story of how the next three years are going to shake out for the Grizzlies. And, you know, he wasn't playing well this year. He was kind of a distraction. His minutes weren't productive. So in the short term this year, he probably made them better by not being around. But long term, uh, the next two three years, it could just it could get really bad. And we, I think your analogy of comparing it to Vince Carter's first year, we forget how uh, disappointed everyone was. It wasn't as big of a distraction, but you know he was supposed to come in and replace Mike Miller and contribute. He finally is doing what he was supposed to do uh, two years ago that that made everybody sad that he wasn't doing. What? But, um, yeah, it looked like he was going to have to retire. Right. All right. Uh, last thing uh, on the Grizz. We also had wrestling night. We've recapped uh, uh, Grizzlies wrestling night uh, on the, uh, on a special podcast. You can find it on our podcast feed at CerritoLive.com um, or on iTunes uh, where I recapped with Dustin Five Star everything that happened wrestling-wise. What did you think as a, a casual wrestling fan uh, from Memphis on how wrestling night went down? I was actually not there. You weren't there. I wasn't there. I wondered if I couldn't okay. see you. What, did you get to see a Zebo wrestling buddy? <laughs> I saw the photograph, and it's a real great wrestling buddy. It sure doesn't look like Zach Randolph. <laughs> All right, and we'll, we'll end it on that. Are you ready to get to what's trending? <laughs> yeah, I'm born right. ready. So uh, not only is Leip right about the Grizzlies for the Flyers, he's also the digital manager. So every week we like to talk about what's trending on the Memphis Flyers website and social media. So let's do that now. Trending, trending, trending. Trending with life. All right, life. What is trending today? Well, you know, uh, I feel like we've talked about this a whole lot on the show, but uh, our biggest story this week was the situation at the commercial appeal. Uh, a lot of layoffs, uh, let go of, of a lot of reporters, supporting people, digital producers, uh, and now Gannett has announced that they're going to, since they own every city but Chattanooga uh, daily. Uh, they're going to consolidate their Tennessee coverage and kind of cover the whole state, every paper. Um, you know, because people in Memphis are, are feel very a lot of kinship with people in Knoxville and really care about <laughs> what's going on 500 miles away uh, in cities that are closer to Canada than they are to Memphis. Uh, so that's that's their strategy decision. That's a John Calipari line right there. The uh, they re- that's literally true, though. Johnson City, Tennessee is closer to Canada than it is to Memphis. Yeah. Look it up. Well, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it, it makes more sense, you, you know, the Mid-South, that you're teaming up with, with uh, parts of Arkansas and Mississippi. 
uh, field yeah, coverage for Memphis than, than than the rest of the state. And well, first off, some of these layoffs, Michael Donahue being let go, uh, yeah. is, is huge. I mean, this guy's a Halloween costume. He's the mascot for their imitation of the Memphis Flyers awards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that one was pretty shocking, but there are a lot of familiar names. You know, Jody Callahan was one of their their lead crime reporters. Um, Phil Stukenborg in the in the sports coverage, he's gone too. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of well known got people got let go. Is is the Memphis Flyer hiring any of these people? <laughs> Can you give us some insights? Uh, I can't. I can't comment on that. I will say that uh, we're not weekly, so we were already broke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, obviously. I mean, that's kind of the thing, right? Uh, it the, the decline of newspapers, it's really the decline of, of daily newspapers, right? Um, you're totally ad-supported. We don't have subscriptions to keep up. We don't have, mm-hmm. um, circu- you know, that kind of a circulation problem. We, uh, we've we always been ad-supported by local businesses, and, you know, that's just kind of where we've always operated. So um, kind of the shocks to the system in the daily world you know, the other thing that's going on here is, is Gannett, right? Gannett is um, a publicly owned company that is very focused on maximizing their profits for their shareholders. Um, they are not necessarily concerned about building their value by providing the best and most in-depth coverage. You know what I mean? Uh, they, they are about cutting costs and, and raising their margins. And so, you know, I, I you could even say that these cuts to these papers are not even necessarily about the financial health of these papers, uh, although certainly daily circulation everywhere is down, and the commercial appeal, um, you know, their circulation is way, way down over the last 10 years. But, um, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, it may not even be about uh, the commercial appeal itself being in that bad of shape. It's- Uh-oh, I think we might be losing life here at the end. That bird, that bird fight in his in his yard, but so many uh, good. This is the the biggest cut as far as names and recognizable faces. Whether if you're a Grizzlies fan, and you know like Photo Nikki, uh, or uh, as he mentioned, Phil from the sports department, Michael Donahue. Lots of the big names uh, going out um, on this cut, which made it more noticeable than any of them before, because the number of names and the number of familiar names for people who are even just casual readers of, of the daily newspaper. You back with us? Yeah, it was. Uh, I am back. Uh, I think Gannett must have um, must have hacked my phone. Um, That's where they're putting all their money. The Russian. <laughs> uh, NBC News yeah, should no, be it's... focusing on that more than uh, <laughs> other yeah. stuff. To quote our president's tweet this morning. Okay, uh, we've got. Uh, well, this is one thing that like, you said about the consolidation of the, the coverage in the state, and I didn't even think about this. This was a scary text from I got from my brother that I didn't even think about, and I was like, I don't even like. This is probably something that if they find out about, they're going to do. So I don't know if I even want to mention this on the radio. But he said, like, how long before they rebrand the commercial appeal in the Knoxville News Senatal to be the East Tennessean and the West Tennessean? Like, completely change the name of the paper to be the East Tennessean and the West Tennessean. Well, I think that would – yeah, that would require knowledge on their part of like the grand divisions of Tennessee. And, and it's clear from this this statewide strategy of of telling us about stuff that's going on in like you know Lebanon or whatever that they, they don't understand that right. Memphis is not Tennessee is a weird state. It's so long that it's kind of it's three different regions. You know, well, they teach us that uh, in Tennessee uh, history. Yeah, yeah, they do. And apparently, uh, whoever made those decisions was not paying attention in fourth grade. Um, but they're probably not you know, from here. Yeah, they're probably not from here. 
Well, that's a, yeah, that's that's what it is, right? I mean, it's it's um, it's a strategy that just looks at a state and says, okay, well, this is a state. We're going to treat it <laughs> this as is a, a state. thing. Yeah, you wouldn't do that in Texas either, right? Like people in people in East Texas don't care about what happens in El Paso, right? It's they're just very different regions. It, it, it covers a lot of ground, so I, mean, I think can, it's a really bad strategy. And you can add it to the list of things that Back to the Future kind of predicted, because if you remember the Hill Valley edition of the USA Today uh, right. in 2015, they kind of the USA Today was going to be taken over and just having their little local editions. But all right, like we got to let you go. Uh, we will uh, catch up with you next week. That's good. To, good to talk to you again. So we, yeah, well, you know, if you if you want to read a. Pay- uh, well, I was just going to say, if you do want to read a paper that's like locally owned by people <laughs> who are from here, uh, I, I know a good one. <laughs> the Memphis Flyer. All right. For sure. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, Light. That's uh, Kevin Light from the Memphis Flyer. Follow him at Flyer Grizz blog. That's Grizz with only one Z. You can read his stuff to Beyond the Arc blog. Go pick up your Memphis Flyer. Support your local uh, alternate weekly. We've got, uh, I got to tell you, though, the Kevin Sanity was being was brought to you uh, this week and every week by Blue Restaurant and Lounge, where valet parking is always complimentary when you dine at Blue. You can check out Blue's new 12 for 12 lunch combo special, where you can pick from 12 different lunch entrees, a side, a drink, and dessert, all just for $12. And don't forget about Blue's new extended social hour from 11 to 6 that is every single day, and it includes event night. So if something's happening at FedEx Forum, you can get to Blue early and pregame and enjoy their social hour, which is 11 to 6 every day. And they now have Sunday brunch with the mouth-watering nachos rancheros, which is the breakfast nachos. they got the steak and eggs, and they've got CJ's favorite, which is the ultimate French toast of the day, a variety of different French toast, a different French toast each and every Sunday. Call 901-334-5950. That's 901-334-5950 to make reservations. That's Blue Restaurant and Lounge on BB King Boulevard, downtown across from FedEx Forum. So we just talked about what's trending in Memphis. Trending worldwide right now is Mississippi State women's basketball. We're going to talk about last night's game with our Mississippi State expert. Marcus Hunter, live from Jackson, Mississippi. When we come back, you're listening to Serena Live on Real Sports Talk Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and papas. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's the modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 on South Main at the Green Beetle and every Friday night from 8 to 10 in Cooper Young at the Memphis Made Tap Room. For more info, visit the bingo page at CerritoTrivia.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Welcome back to Cerrito Live. Here once again is Kevin Cerrito. Ow! Welcome back. Thanks for making us a part of your weekend, your Final Four weekend, your WrestleMania weekend, and your April Fool's Day, which if you're just waking up this morning and somebody just told you what happened in the women's Final Four last night, you'd think it was an April Fool's joke, but the biggest sports story in America at this moment is about women's basketball at Mississippi State University. And, of course, when there is a big Mississippi State store, we've got to turn to our resident Mississippi State expert, Mississippi graduate, uh, my former co-host on the show. Mississippi State graduate. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mississippi State graduate, uh, Marcus Hunter (laughs) from from your morning television in Jackson, Mississippi. What's up, Marcus? 
Yo, 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 what's going on, Cerrito, man? Um, you know, it actually, um, on the East Coast time, it was after midnight when uh, the final score uh, came out. And uh, so it was April 1st somewhere when Mississippi State got their win. So, yeah, a lot of folks probably did think that it was an April Fool's joke, Mississippi State ending UConn's 111-game winning streak. But it is no joke. The Lady Bulldogs, have, uh, they, 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 they slayed Goliath last night. And they did it in just impressive fashion, and I just couldn't be more proud of that basketball team. Sixty-six to sixty-four in overtime. If you haven't watched the video, you need to find it. Uh, watch the last couple seconds, very, uh, and, and watch the celebration afterwards. But yeah, ending a one hundred and one win streak, very appropriately taking down another streak on WrestleMania weekend. Um, Mississippi State is the Brock Lesnar to UConn, the Undertaker, uh, in this uh, game last night. But tell you, did you expect this to happen, Marcus, as somebody who's actually been following Mississippi State basketball before last night? I did. As a matter of fact, um, you know, I was telling people that I gave Mississippi State about a 30% chance of winning the game. And, be, and the reason why is because of how they lost that game last year. You know, after they lost that game last year by 60 points, I knew because I had watched that team all year and had gone to uh, the first two rounds of the tournament in Starkville, that that was a much better basketball team than a team to lose by 60 points to UConn. They got there. It was in Bridgeport. The, the moment was too big for them, and they, got, they, they were afraid. And so before the game last night, you heard Big Schaefer talking to the team, don't be afraid. You're, you guys are good. You guys, you, 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 you earned your way here. I trust you. You can go out here and beat this team. Don't be afraid. And that's what happened to them last year. They were afraid. Talented, but afraid. This year... They were not afraid, and they were so, I guess, embarrassed by the way they lost to UConn last year that they wanted to come out and play their best basketball game and make a statement. And uh, I don't even know if they knew they were going to, to win. But, uh, you know, once they jumped out and got that 14-, 16-point lead in the first half, you knew at that point, I knew at that point, that Mississippi State definitely had a really good chance of winning that game. But, yeah, I gave them a shot beforehand just because I knew the history of how bad it was last year and how much that team worked this year to erase the taste of what happened last year out of their mouths. I mean, were folks uh, down there in Mississippi filling out women's brackets? Did you have a women's bracket? I did have. I do have a women's bracket, and as a matter of fact, I actually have, have Mississippi State beating UConn well, and winning course. the national championship that's in a, my bracket. But yeah, I'm, very, I'm a homer, so that's very homerish. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, you embrace that, and I like it. Uh, but, okay, so now it sets up, which is very exciting. Like, forget football. The SEC is all about women's basketball because the championship game is now going to be Mississippi State versus South Carolina? Yes, it will. And, uh, you know, at, at the beginning of the year, I knew South Carolina would be in the Final Four because they were great last year, and I knew they were going to be better this year. So I'm not surprised that they got to the Final Four and even the championship game. I, I think a lot of people, I think Mississippi State is leaving some uh, people's heads scratching because they didn't know how good this team was going to be going into the year. But yeah, State's lost to South Carolina twice this year. One time uh, there in Columbia, they lost like a close game. I think it was a one, two point game in the final possession. And, um, you know, they lost to him in the SEC Tournament Championship game a few weeks ago. So this is another opportunity for the Lady Bulldogs to you know, dig deep for some redemption to, you know, come back on the team that's beaten you, uh, you know, twice this year, I think, you know, five times in a row in South Carolina. So, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens tomorrow. But, yeah, an all-SEC women's national championship game, I think they were saying it was the first time since the 2003 that uh, that, that happened, maybe uh, LSU and Tennessee. Right, and there's only been one one uh, women's championship, I believe, by an SEC school. I mean, one school, school to win it, and that's Tennessee. I don't think another school has ever won it. 
my understanding. Uh, no, they haven't. And uh, here's actually an interesting nugget. The last team to win the national championship in women's basketball other than UConn was Texas A&M. And at the right. time, Vic Schaefer was the assistant basketball coach on Texas A&M's staff. He's now the head coach for Mississippi State, so it all okay. kind of comes full circle. And at the, at the time, Texas A&M not in the SEC, right? So Yes, they were not. Uh, so we're, we're all everybody here in, in Memphis and across America, uh, but definitely across the South, uh, learning about uh, women's basketball today. And, Man, and look, I can't tell you. Look, when I got on Facebook last night, and you know, I'm obviously I'm still friends with a lot of Memphis people, and to see how it seemed like everybody around the nation were watching this game, and they, you know, were you know, it was it, it may have been the best women's basketball game I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it was a great game. I mean, it was competitive throughout, and then you had the game winning shot. So just to see. Just how far-reaching, um, you know, this has been, not just for Mississippi State, but also the game of women's basketball. Uh, I'm about to go to my daughter's basketball game in a few minutes. She has a game today at noon, and, you know, I'm a, I am cheer on women's sports and women's basketball and uh, just glad right. to see how big it was across this country last night. Right, I mean, women's women's sports are, are at a height unlike any other time I, I can remember. Whether it's being from Ronda Rousey in the UFC to to what what's even happening in WWE and now uh, this, I'm super interested now to watch the game on Sunday. But and it's tough because I mean, hey, Mississippi State's no going against history here with South Carolina because South Carolina is no secret uh, also in the men's Final Four uh, this weekend too, which makes them the the tenth school in Division One history to have both the men and women basketball teams in the final four in the same year the third school to do it uh since 1984 uh if they win the championship they'll be the third team since 1984 to win both championships so it does happen and usually happens with uconn right so yeah uconn did it a few years ago <laughs> so that's interesting but the uh, last thing on this marcus hunter's joining us um of course uh at one point was the biggest Mississippi State fan in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, but now he's down surrounded by them in Jackson, Mississippi. All right, Marcus, here we go. Um, think about this for a minute because this is this is the biggest sports moment in the state of Mississippi since when? Because, um, I mean, you did, you're on the you're on the, the morning news, WAPT uh, in Jackson, Mississippi, every single day. You follow Mississippi State, which therefore that by default means you also follow the University of Mississippi. Yeah. Um, biggest sports moment. What I have is October 2014 when Mississippi State became the number one team in the nation while Ole Miss was number three. Having the one and three college football team in the country. But that's not a game necessarily. But that was a, a sports moment that this probably does not get bigger because if you ask anybody in Mississippi would you rather have your football team be number one in the country or have what happened last night happen they think they would take the number one team in the country uh, I don't know man because I mean you're talking about uh, you know this is this is history I mean you know 10 years from now right. you know they're not going to be talking about the fact that Mississippi State was number one in the first college football uh, poll they're going to be talking about 10 years from now maybe you know that shot that Morgan Williams hits to beat UConn so I don't know but who, you, who actually, are you talking about who are you talking about they you're talking about people outside of the state of Mississippi or are you talking about people inside yeah. the state of Mississippi cuz inside they're going to be talking about being number 1 in 2014 they're going to be talking about that too it, i mean i mean honestly Kevin it's, it's really close because you know the, no no team i mean yeah Ole miss i think may have claimed like a football national championship back in the 50s or 60s but i mean you know honestly no team in mississippi has won a national championship in one of the big three sports um right. you know ever 
And, you know, Mississippi State got close a few years ago when the men's uh, baseball team was in the uh, College World Series finals and uh, got swept by UCLA in the final series. Uh, so, th- so we've gotten close. Oh, so you're um, saying you're saying a victory on Sunday, I think, would submit it, right? So you're going to become if you become yeah. the champions because of this. Yes, a victory on Sunday would submit it because then you're bringing the state of Mississippi its first national championship. Yeah, and I think I agree with you on that. Then, three, yeah, and one of the big three. So, and you've got the, and and by beating UConn now before. Uh, it's got the nation's attention going into the game. It's got the state's attention going into the game, where it just doesn't happen. If it happened in the championship, then it's kind of an afterthought. But now it's like the the state's going to be so excited going into uh, the game tomorrow. So, yeah, the state is, and you know, people across the country are because you know I'm listening to you know national radio today, and you, and you guys and you guys are talking about it. Yeah, You're talking about the fact that you know you're excited about watching this game, Kevin. I remember. You know, years ago when I was when I was up in Memphis, I would bring up Mississippi State basketball or women's basketball, and you'd always, you know, kind of shut it down because it wasn't one of the, you know, things on the top of the what people want to hear about on the radio list. But here we are talking about it. Here it is, leading, you know, uh, Sports Center, uh, leading uh, a lot of the radio shows today. So I mean, it's it, it's pretty big, man. It's a huge moment. Eat, sleep, break the streak. Y'all did it uh, last night. So, all right, Marcus, I got to let you go. Thanks for joining us. Good luck to uh, your daughter here in a couple minutes as she tips off. See if she can make some more Mississippi basketball history today. Yeah, hopefully she'll make some basketball history. And maybe you never know. Maybe one day she'll be leading the Lady Bulldogs to a national championship. Maybe so. All right. Well, tell Kyle I said hello. All right. We got to let you go. Follow Marcus at Marcus double underscore Hunter. I'm sure he'll be live tweeting the game tomorrow. All right, guys, be good, and always holla back. All right, thanks, Marcus. We'll take a quick, short timeout. When we come back, Greg Akers is with us to tell us why Nashville sucks. You're listening to Street Live on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Are you one of the many necessary residents who suffer from everyday boredom? Do you sit around at night looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that'd be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes, including TV shows, movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes, and treat specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact CerritoTrivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday boredom. Warning side effects may include wind prices, laughing out loud, high five eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverage, right-pitted scissors, and spending quality time with friends. Now play Cerrito Trivia every Monday night at Canvas, every Tuesday night at Rec Room, and East Memphis Mellow Mushroom, every Wednesday night at Tampa Tap, downtown, and every Thursday night at the Green Beetle, the Arcade Restaurant, and Pimento's Kitchen and Market.